Well, good morning, everyone. Um, you know, we just celebrated New Year's, and so I've been thinking a lot about this new year. And uh, I remember a couple years ago when I was in my, just finished my first semester of Bible college. So let me paint, paint a picture for you a little bit. Um, very naive, young adult. First semester of Bible college done on a bit of a spiritual high, thinking like everything is spiritual and nothing can just be coincidence, nothing can be like just normal life, everything is like, everything is demons and demon possessed. So a couple friends and I decided that we were going to brave downtown Toronto on New Year's Eve, which was a bad idea. Um, Brandon is included in this story as well, so... You, you can ask him more about how awful of an idea this was after church or later on this week. And um, up here, we don't, we don't see big crowds like that, but there was a lot of people, a lot. And uh, at some point during this evening, uh, this group of friends and I found ourselves in a bit of a minor inconvenience. And like any naive first-year Bible college student, we thought, hey, Let's pray about this because this is an attack from the devil on our New Year's Eve plans. And it was something like missing a bus because we weren't paying attention to the time. So, like, I got to paint the picture here for you. Yes, pray about everything. I am a big fan of that, big supporter of that. This was a, like, trying to over-spiritualize our own mistakes. Yeah. And so, in, in the midst of praying for our minor inconvenience, this catchphrase, this saying um, was birthed amongst our friends group called Because We Prayed. And now this was back in the day when hashtags were a big thing. Um, So everything that we did was hashtag because we prayed. We made our bus because we prayed. Uh, No, we made our bus because we were paying attention to the time. But anyway, so What I didn't know was Brandon, who is a part of this friend group at the time, not even boyfriend or romantic interest there, just friends, takes this idea home to his parents, who are now my in-laws. Shout out to them if they're watching. And uh, they took this phrase, this saying that we had created, if you could call it that, and actually decided they were going to do something meaningful with it. Now, they found probably a jar bigger than this one, Um, and wrote on the side of it, because we prayed. And throughout that following year, every time that they would pray for something, they would open up the jar, which is, this is really difficult to do with one hand, write down the prayer or the thing that they were praying for on a piece of paper and put it in the jar. And so by the end of the year, the jar was like packed full. And there could be a range of prayers in there. Simple things like good weather on a family vacation, or things that were a little more complex, like healing for a loved one who was sick. But then, come December 31st, they sat down as a family and opened up the jar, a little time capsule, if you will, and one by one, pulled out those prayers. And it was this beautiful time of reflection amongst family and loved ones um, of all the things that had happened that year, all the things, all the reasons that they had to praise God. And they had it right there on paper. It was a reminder of the prayers that had been answered over the last 365 days and the ones that they still needed to continue to pray for. It set their perspective in the right direction for this new year that was about to come. Now, as we've said already, it's January 2nd. If you, like me, have been caught in this vortex of I don't know what day it is, 
Welcome to 2022. Yay! Well, almost. Because before we, we completely close this book of 2021, um, I want to take you on, on a bit of a, a ride with, with me. You see, that jar has now been replaced in the Cochrane family by quiet moments of reflection. Um, we've decided to be a little more eco-friendly, and instead of writing on pieces of paper that ultimately are just going to end up in the garbage, we would take a moment, and, and we have this practice in our own home, that we reflect on the year prior and we say, you know, I'm really grateful for this. Or I'm now at the end of December, beginning of January, when I look back on the last year, I'm grateful for this. And I saw God move in this capacity. Or I'm still waiting to see God move through this situation. And anyone who has had a birthday in the last calendar year while we've been back um, in the building, whether that's our teenagers, because I know some of you have parents that watch online um, and may overhear this while your parents are watching this, um, or some of the people in the room, I know Tracy's not here, poor Tracy. Um, you guys know that I like to bring you along with some of our Cochrane family traditions, um, specifically birthdays when I sing obnoxiously to you and make a big spectacle because I'm grateful that you exist and so I feel like you deserve all the attention. And our teenagers have a love-hate relationship with this. Charlie, unfortunately, was our first one that got to experience the Cochrane birthday tradition and I think I've scarred her for life. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. But one of these traditions now that I'd like to bring you along with me is this moment of reflection on the past year. Because you see, I feel like everything that we have encountered, good, bad, ugly, everything in the middle, is actually something that God wants to use to springboard us into this new year. So before I get ahead of myself, let's get back to the notes. Let's take a moment, and just to yourself, you can tell me after service, I want you to think about this last calendar year, from January 1st to December 31st, maybe a couple days before that or after that, what did your year look like? Maybe, for a lot of you, I know for myself to a certain degree, when you think of 2021, there's, you, you shudder a little bit and you're like, I don't want to talk about this. This was a bad year. This was not my year. I was not living and thriving. I have a lot of shoulda, woulda, couldas. When I look back, I think of moments where I should have taken that opportunity or I should have spent more time with this person. If I could go back, I would do this again, or I would do something differently. If I could have just one more moment with that loved one. And you know, there's merit to those things. Life is hard. Things don't always go the way that we've planned. And it's okay to grieve, it's okay to feel angry, it's okay to feel the full range of emotions. But the trouble comes when we decide to let those emotions take up residence in our heart. And, sorry, give me a moment. Oh. When we let things like grief and anger become resentment, they become bitterness, they become guilt. And there may be others that, um, I know my best friend, 2021 was a great year for her. She got to marry the love of her life. There are others of you that will have prayers that you've been praying for a long time that you've seen answered. 
family members that you now get to spend however long the good Lord grants together again on Canadian soil. Welcome. There's others that you'll have other big milestones, big things that you've prayed for. And when you look back on 2021, you go, life was actually pretty great. It was that it's a little bit of sunshine, lollipops and rainbows, everything that's wonderful. I'm going to stop singing. Maybe you feel like in 2021, you were blessed and blessed abundantly. And, you know, every time I think of blessing, I think of um, the story that Jesus tells of the parable of talents in Matthew 25, verses 14 to 29. And I'm not going to read you the whole, the whole, whole story, but this, this is the gist of it. A master goes away, and he leaves three of his servants with an allotment of money, an allotment of talents. And he says, I'm entrusting you with this. I'm giving this to you. I'm blessing you with this. But there's going to come a time when I come back. So be ready. And two out of three of those servants actually do something with what they were given. They use it and multiply it. And when the master comes back, they go, look at what I did with what you gave me. But then there's a third servant that goes, uh, I was kind of lazy. I was kind of selfish. I just sat on it. I, I buried it deep in the ground because I, I really wasn't sure how you'd react if I did anything with it. And so here you go. Here's, you know, 20 bucks that you just gave me. Here's a back. And the master's like, why? I trusted you with this. So do something with it. Um, and there's this verse at the end of this parable Jesus says, to those who use well what they are given, even more will be given, and they will have an abundance. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. And so this isn't a moment of guilt to say, if you were blessed this year, that shame on you for being blessed. No, it, it's a moment of introspection to go, with what I was given, what did I do with it? Did I use it, or did I use it for myself? And that's between you and the Lord to answer, not, not for me. But given some of the things that, you know, we've had to go through and endure this year, it's understandable that a lot of us want to label 2021 as an awful year. Kind of repeated in a lot of ways. A lot of things from 2020. A lot of things got worse. And for a lot of you, some of you maybe, I'm going to use my jar again. When you look at 2021, it's a little bit like this jar. Now I know for those in the back, it's a little hard to see up here. You look at, at 2021, you, you see the glass as half empty. But look at all the room. Look at all the things that didn't happen. Look at all the prayers we prayed that didn't, didn't come to fruition, that didn't turn out the way that we wanted. And there's others that you'll look at this and go, yeah, but look at how much is in the glass. Look at what we did do this year. Look at how much we had. Look at what God did. And this is not a sermon on toxic positivity of everything in life is sunshine and rainbows and we have to find the moral of the story. No, the reality is that this is kind of the year we were given. But in actuality, friends, it's just water. It's just a drink of water. And regardless of how much was in it, this was our gift from God this year. What happens is that we like to look at what we were given 
We like to look at that glass and wherever that water line sits, we choose to look at it through one perspective. And we don't like to take for a moment a chance to consider the other side of it. Yeah, there's circumstances where it's okay to grieve, it's okay to be angry, it's okay to be upset. We've, we've talked about that already. It's okay to feel that full range of emotions because God's shoulders are big enough and strong enough to carry the weight of those burdens that, that we feel like we're carrying. And again, we like to camp out in those feelings sometimes and we refuse to see things from the other perspective. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 to 8 says, Everything on earth has its own time and its own season. There's a time for birth and death, planting and reaping, for killing and healing, destroying and building, for crying and laughing, weeping and dancing, for throwing stones and gathering stones, embracing and parting. There's a time for finding and losing, keeping and giving, for tearing and sowing, listening and speaking. There's also a time for love and hate, war and peace. It's time for everything good and bad. And you see, God's not this clockwork deity, is a term that we like to use in Bible college. Um, this idea that God set the world in motion, he set it on its axis and pushed play and set, stepped back and said, I'm just gonna sit up here, my comfy throne and watch everything fall apart. No, that's not the God that we serve. Rather, he actually wants to use our circumstances, good and bad, to draw us closer to him. When we're going through heartache, he wants us to depend on him to be the source that gets us through. And in the middle of our mountaintop experiences, when life is grand, yes, celebrate those moments. Be joyful in those moments. Give praise to God in those moments. But remember that it's God who gives us every blessing. In fact, James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. Everything, whether we perceive it that way or not, from God's perspective, it's good. It's perfect. It's meant to push us towards him. And God's heart doesn't change. He, he, he doesn't one day decide, you know what, Brandon's really annoying today. I'm going to make sure that his tires are flat on the car. I'm going to make sure he's late for work, that his boss is real snippy with him, that his lunch is cold, that he hits every, you know, God doesn't do that. God isn't fickle and changing like shifting shadows. And so in every season, God is the same God every season in everything. And so that same God that's in every season with us deserves glory and honor and praise in our celebration and also in our heartache and vice versa. I know there's seasons where it's easier to acknowledge God. Maybe that for you that season is when things aren't so great that it's easier to seek God out of desperation and go, I, God, I'm so desperate for this to happen or for a solution or for some peace or some hope, then I'm gonna seek you and seek you with every part of me. But then when life is great, it's like, yeah, but look what I have. Look at how great my life is. And maybe you're the opposite, that 
When life is great, it's easy to go, God, thank you for the blessings. Thank you for the good things that have come my way. Thank you, Lord, for the healings, for the miracles, for this and that. But then when things get a little tough, you go, no, I can do it on my own. I, I, don't, I don't need God in this. No, I know the solution. I know that I have to take this step and then this step, and then things will be okay. It's not how it works, friends. Regardless of our circumstance, whether good or bad, whatever was in your cup this year, when we choose to take our eyes off Jesus, something actually happens, and, and our hope begins to shift from the source onto worldly things. Things like money, material possessions, the stuff, the toys, the look at my brand new car, which don't get me wrong, I know some of you that might be watching or might watch this later, we're blessed with a new vehicle and we celebrate that with you because that's awesome. Our hope shifts to things like titles and fame and accolades. I want employee of the month. I have all of these degrees. I, whatever. Shifts to relationships and popularity. Look how many friends I have. Look at, look at my New Year's Eve plans and the big party that I was at. We weren't. We were at the Adunos. And we sat in the dark and talked about 2022. And we're all like, this is what we're going to do in 2022. Yay. Okay, food. So popularity is not a thing on my list. But maybe it is for you. Maybe you feel like your worth and your hope and what defines when things are good is when everybody likes you or you feel like everybody likes you. Problem is that when those things aren't available, when they fade away, we end up finding ourselves saying, if only blank was different, then I'd be okay. If only I had, things would be better, life would be better. I remember when, and life was good. And we end up in this downward spiral chasing after things that ultimately are going to leave us wanting more and feeling empty. You know, one of my favorite passages from um, when I was a teenager and I've like committed this as my life verse, if you, if you will, um, is found in the book of Romans chapter 5 verses 3 to 5 and it says this, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. That's this relationship that we have with God. And this hope will not lead us to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us, because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. You know, we, we know that this life isn't permanent, and... Um, Anyone who lost a loved one recently knows that. Every situation, good, bad, this year, tomorrow, this month, later today even, whenever, should serve as a reminder of why we're here. And friends, that's to give God glory and to tell people about Jesus and, and to direct the glory back to God. Our perspective on everything that's happened in this past year actually has the ability to springboard us into 
what we think of 2022 already. If we only look at things from one side, whether that's labeling 2021 as this awful year, look at all the awful things that happened, look at how much room is still in the cup, things that we prayed for that didn't happen. Then we we miss out on experiencing true joy, the kind that lasts regardless of what we're facing and these ever-changing circumstances. If we choose to ignore feelings of grief and sadness with this idea of like toxic positivity that everything is sunshine and rainbows all the time, we, we miss out on these feelings of, desperate, de- of desperation, of needing God as our source for hope and life. Um, a few years back now, there was this popular song on Christian radio by a lady named Laura Story. And the song's called Blessings. Maybe, maybe you've heard of it. Essentially, this is what the song is about. Um, she sings and, and talks about how we may have these expectations about what God's blessings should look like. You know, we pray for this, we pray for this, we pray for this, and we expect that that's what the blessing will look like. But there's this particular line at the end of the song um, that's always lingered on my mind and, and in writing the message for today, um, God reminded me of it, and it, it goes like this. What if my greatest disappointments or the aching of this life is the revealing of a greater thirst that this world can't satisfy? Maybe 2021 wasn't your year. Maybe things didn't go according to plan. But if we go into this new year expecting that things will be better, that they'll be different, we're going to be grossly disappointed come December because those expectations are riding on us and what we feel and what we think. Because it's not about us. It's not about what we want. It's not about what we feel. And likewise, if we expect nothing but the same frustrations and same problems that we face this year or even the last two years... We're going to miss out on what God's doing. Maybe 2021 was great for you. Maybe it was your year and you are alive and thriving. And you expect that 2022 will top it somehow. And I regret to tell you that if those expectations rest on the shoulders of material things or your own abilities, we're also going to be grossly disappointed come December. God makes the sunshine and the rain fall on the righteous and the unrighteous. Isaiah 45, 7, and part of 6 says, I am the Lord and there is no other. I create the light and make the darkness. I send good times and bad times. I, the Lord, am the one who does these things. The same chapter actually goes on and God even says, he's talking about this analogy of the clay in the potter's hand. He says, the clay doesn't turn to the potter and say, what are you doing? That's not right. No, don't do that. Instead, the clay submits to the potter's hand. And so while we can't tell God what to do, we can't control what happens, there is something that we can control. And that's where we choose to put our hope and confidence. That's where we choose to set our eyes, the perspective that we choose to take on January 2nd for the entire 365 days this year. Well, minus a few. 
And that way, regardless of whatever comes our way, good, bad, the ugly, everything in the middle, we're going to see God at work in the middle of it. And so before we kiss 2021 goodbye, proverbially, and before even we wrap up today's um, worship experience, I want to end on a practical note. I want to take a moment, and I encourage you to do the same, take a moment to reflect on this last year. And so maybe for you that means finding a piece of paper. If you want a piece of paper, we've got lots and pens and writing it out. Or if you want to take out your smartphone and write it on your smartphone or if you're at home, finding a piece of paper or a notepad and write out some of the things that have happened in this past year. For you personally, for us as a church, globally, whatever. Reflect on this last year. And there might be some moments where you're challenged to go, God, what, what were you doing? What are you doing in the midst of this? In the midst of my grief, what are you trying to teach me? In the midst of my blessing, what are you trying to teach me? And ask God to show you where he's been working, what he's going to do with those things. But don't just let it stop there. Take that moment of reflection and share it with someone. Maybe it's your spouse or your children, people that you live with. Maybe it's a friend or a neighbor, a coworker, someone. Share it with someone. Because blessings aren't meant to be held on to. Otherwise, we become these spiritually fat Christians that just like to sit on all the things that God's given us, and one day he comes back and says, what'd you do with it? What'd you do with the lessons I, I tried to teach you? And so the, the team's going to come back up and uh, lead us in some songs, I think. <laughs> and so while they play, let me just encourage you to, to seek God in this moment. Don't be... Don't make the silence awkward, although it may feel that way. Sometimes it takes a while for God to answer because he's waiting for you to be ready to listen. And so while they get set up here, let's just take a moment and pray together. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you and praise you for who you are and what you've done. This year and years past and the, the way that you are shaping us to be men and women who seek after you. Heavenly Father, we give you the glory in advance for what you've done in 2021. And so God, as we intentionally take time to focus on you, not worrying about what's going on beside us or the kids that are stirring in the back, God, would you reveal your truth to us? Reveal to us what you're doing and some of the perspectives that we need to shift off of ourselves, off of worldly things, and where we need to direct it back to you. In your name we pray, amen.